Always looking for the next book that will keep you up all night? Find it here on the Brennan Book Blog Podcast. Fiction, YA, fantasy, sci-fi, thriller, mystery, romance, paranormal, memoir. A podcast full of guaranteed page turners to make you curse the clock and miss your stop. Hello, and welcome to the Brennan Book Blog Podcast. I am your host, Kate Brennan. Because our first foray into the world of page-turning books is on Halloween, we are going to start with a creature double feature. Two back-to-back episodes packed with books that will keep you up all night and are so troubling, it's slightly masochistic to read them. Welcome to part one. While some of these novels incorporate the typical characters of ghoulish nightmares, it might just be the ones that don't that really release the skeletons from your closet. The Dinner by Herman Koch This book makes me feel dirty, but I read it so fast I have to include it here. It's like knowing you should turn off the crime drama about the serial killer, but still watching because you are repugnantly enthralled by the workings of his dark mind. The dinner spans the course of one night out at a fancy Amsterdam establishment. The protagonist, an acerbic middle-aged man, has been strong-armed into dining with his brother, a famous politician. So he, his brother, and their wives suffer through a decadent evening-long meal. As the wine bottles empty, the evening fills with more and more details of an incident involving their children. This book is like a car wreck on the side of a highway. I know something awful is happening, but I can't help but crane my neck to look. What incident could be so important that these parents are continually delaying the conversation of the event? What horrors are teenage boys actually capable of doing? I have long operated under the false assumption that book narrators are the good guys. As I read in first person, I identify with the protagonist and am pulled along with his quirky witticisms, adopt his likes and dislikes, and just overall end up on his side. That is why this book is so alarming. Mild spoiler alert. This book tricked me into empathizing with the main character, but it turns out that he is a morally bankrupt, egocentric, and deeply marred asshole. In the first chapters of the book, he had me laughing at the pretentiousness of the entire meal, but by about halfway through, I realized I was trusting the judgment of a psychopath. This book is part guilty pleasure, part suspense, part condescending diatribe, part mystery, and part privileged commentary. It's not news that we're all fascinated by the dark side of human nature. Heck, Jekyll and Hyde made a killing over it, but I'm changed. So I suppose I'm reluctant to admit that I couldn't put it down. But don't worry, no one has to know that you couldn't tear your eyes away from the wreckage. It'll be our little secret. The Girl with All the Gifts by M.R. Carey I was tricked into reading a zombie book. I have long been a fan of vampire sagas, and I even tolerate the werewolf and shape-shifting subgenres, but I have never, ever read a book about zombies. In fact, I actively avoided them, because if there is anything that I hate more than stupid people, it's cannibals. I imagine stupid cannibals would trump both, and I just finished a book about them. 
I knew after the first few chapters that I was getting into territory that made me squirm, and yet I had to read on. And even through the disembowelments and graphic gorging sequences, I kept going. That's got to say something for an author. It was like watching a frightening film sequence through fingers that are covering your eyes. The story opens on Melanie, an extremely bright and observant child who attends school in a classroom at the end of the hall. To get there, she is removed carefully from her cell, heavily guarded and strapped. Legs, wrists, waist, shoulders, and head into a chair. If you can overlook that, though, she's just an average, or in fact, above average kid. That is, until she smells human flesh and wants to gorge on your intestines. Other than that, though, totally normal. Our main characters, Melanie and her teacher, who does not eat human flesh, are incarcerated in some kind of army base under the constant threat of the Hungries who wait outside. Oh, but the Hungries are inside too, but they don't know that they're Hungries because they're kids, who surprisingly show higher thinking and executive function abilities than any of the adult Hungries. So what happens when zombies turn from being vapid, lethargic invalids to calculating, lightning-fast, assimilating machines? Oh, and under the age of 10? Needless to say, the human race is up for quite the battle. And it's possible it'd be best for humanity not to win this round. Unclean Jobs for Women and Girls by Alyssa Nutting I never read collections of short stories. Even before page one, I feel cheated by the fact that our relationship is already fated to be so short. Short stories make me feel resentful. It's like only eating a snack when you are seriously hungry. It's a tease. Browsing in the stacks of the UNC bookstore, I pulled unclean jobs from the shelf. I read the first story while standing there, alternately laughing out loud and checking over my shoulder for predators. Two days later, this book is still making my skin crawl. Nutting has created cringeworthy images that will continue to haunt me because before two days ago, they didn't even cross my mind as possibilities. As I've previously disclosed, things that freak me out include zombies, insects the size of small dogs, cannibalism. Nutting has easily doubled my list to being stuffed with garlic and boiled in a pot with five strangers hollowing out my bones to host a colony of ants, and the possibility of garden gnomes leading a lascivious nightlife in my backyard. Incidentally, these were also my favorite stories. If Vanessa Veselka of Zazen and Jennifer Egan of A Visit from the Goon Squad got together with Alyssa Nutting, I'm pretty sure the whole world would implode from that amount of talent, insight, and tenebrosity gathered in one place. Virginia Woolf would be so proud. All of the work is dark, humorous, and deeply terrifying, but what sets unclean jobs apart is the inherent self-loathing the voices in each story possess. It's a unique insight into our human souls, tarnished with years of the friction caused by self-loathing boiling up, us pushing it down. Boiling up, pushing down, up, down. You get the picture. The writing in this book is so strong, I highlighted passages. So get out your highlighters, kids, and be prepared for mild nausea, a new wave of nightmares, and a writer wholly deserving of the sixth Starcherome Prize for Innovative Fiction. This concludes the first Brennan Book Blog podcast. 
Thanks for checking us out. If you've got any book lovers in your life, please spread the word. If you're looking for more suggestions of compulsively readable titles, check out our Tumblr at www.brennanbookblog.tumblr.com. Visit us tomorrow when we will release part two of our Creature Double Feature in honor of Day of the Dead. Trick or treat yourself to a second helping of books that will keep you up all night and are so troubling it's slightly masochistic to read them. Until then, read on. The Brennan Book Blog Podcast is hosted by Oklahoma City University and is the faculty feature on the BA Live podcast channel. The Brennan Book Blog is written and created by Kate Brennan with producing engineer Gregory DeCandia. Brennan Book Blog encourages all to keep calm and read on. Thank you.